Uh-oh, uh-oh, who let the fills get hot? Welcome on in. It is the final out, sponsored by Regency Furniture Affordable. Never looks so good. Jack Fritz hanging out with you, reacting to a game in which it was a lot of emotions. I mean, that's like a, that's an emotion-filled baseball game. You know, through the first, what, seven innings, it's like, oh, my God, am I going to see a no-hitter tonight? And then... You know, Wheeler gets pulled, and it, and it just had the feeling of, of are they really going to lose the game in which Zach Wheeler has, has seven innings and pitches into the eighth of no-hit baseball? Um, you know, some poor fundamentals involved. They go down uh, 2-1 with Kimbrell, who's been so locked down, which was, which was disappointing. And then they come back, and, you know, Bryce sets the tone there in the, in the, in the ninth. Um, gets on, Turner works a good at bat, Marsh plays good fundamental baseball, and and Cody Clemens, who made two errors on the night. Now, the Josh Harrison ball is not super tough. I mean, I, I mean Josh Harrison ball, is, is that's a tough play for Cody Clemens. I get that. Um, and, and the Kimbrell thing, you know, should probably have that ball. Either way, two tough plays, and then for him to be able to walk it off with his dad in attendance, that is special stuff, and frankly, that is baseball. 215-592-9494. If you want to get in, react, leaving the stadium. Uh, again, 30-plus thousand there tonight on, on a game in which yesterday was postponed to the smoke. They, they play it tonight and still a pretty good crowd. And just a roller, coast, a roller coaster uh, of emotions was that game tonight down at Citizens Bank Park. Of course, the walk-off by Cody Clemens, is the play of the game, which is the Mike's Amazing play of the game, presented by Mike's Amazing, the official mayo, mustard, and vegetable oil of the Phillies. A couple takeaways from tonight, and then we'll get to your phone calls. Starting to feel like June of last year. I know that Schwarber's heating up. Um, he didn't have a great night tonight. He did score on a sack fly, which means, you know, everything goes right for Schwarber um, in June. But, you know, last year... They had games against bad opponents, and they they won those games. The last two games have not been exactly inspiring from the offensive side of things, but they've found ways to win, and I think that's the most important thing to take away from this series so far is that they are finding ways to win games, whereas earlier in the year, they would find ways to lose those games. The the, the caliber of opponent, of, of course it matters. But the thing about athletes and the thing about baseball players is that you can trick them into thinking they can, get, they can come back from anything. And that's what a win like tonight is where it's like, we're not going to lose this game. We've been down before. We can come back and win it. And that's kind of what June was like a lot of last year where they didn't play the best opponents. The, the schedule really lightened up for them. Sure, Schwarber got hot. Sure, they made a change at manager. But there was a lot of games against bad opponents that it wasn't the most inspiring, but they found ways to win it. Friday night in, in, in D.C., that is the only thing that is keeping us from being on a six-game win streak. Um, you know, that was was an example of them finding a way to lose a game. There's been many examples at the beginning of this year that is finding ways to lose games. And by winning that game tonight, they've had a couple of these recently where they've won games that in the past and and sometimes this year they found ways to lose. And that's a really important thing for this team. That is a really important thing for this team because I just think you can trick yourself 
into being like, okay, we're not going to lose this game. We've done this before. We can come back. And, and having that belief, like part of what last year was, was a good amount of comeback wins and a good amount of tight wins. And I think when they came down the stretch run, they were more prepared for those games. I know there's going to be the pushback of they swept the Tigers and they, they took two or three from the Nationals. And the offense the last two games has not been great. But ultimately, it's baseball games. Like baseball is one of those sports where not every game is, is cookie cutter. The NBA is mostly whoever shows up and whoever has the best players is going to win. Like, there's very rarely these huge upsets outside, like, the NCAA tournament. Um, baseball games are tough. And the offense has not been the most inspiring the last two nights. But I am, I am proud of the way in the ninth inning against a guy like Alex Lang, who I think is a, a good pitcher and a guy that I've won the Phillies trade for for the last couple of years, that Bryce set a tone, Turner worked a good at bat, um, Brandon Marsh played good, solid, fundamental baseball, um, and, and Cody Clemens came through when they needed them to come through. 215-592-9494. And my other takeaway, before we get to some phones here, is Zach Wheeler, who was, was just brilliant. Um, and obviously people were, I think, a little too down on him after the national start. If you look at the box score... I understand the frustration, but a lot of bleeders and some bad defense in the in the start against the Nationals. So I wasn't really thrown off the scent, which was Zach Wheeler starting to pitch better and looking more like the Zach Wheeler we've seen the last couple of years. I wasn't thrown off that scent. I just seen him pitch in Atlanta and go eight shutty. So I, I still believe that Zach Wheeler was turning a corner, and the Nationals start felt felt more like a blip on the radar rather than. Uh, a cause for major concern. And tonight he validated that. And what I love, and what I love about what the starters are doing right now is that they are starting to compete against each other. That is an important development for starting staffs is when you start competing against each other. Don't let this guy one-up you. You got to go one-up him. And the starters this week, have just been downright nasty. I know it's the Nationals. I know it's the Tigers. That is the ultimate disclaimer for the current brand of baseball that the Phillies are playing. But, but, you cannot deny what the starting staff is doing right now. And you want reasons to believe in them turning this around, getting on a run, and putting themselves firmly into the playoff picture? Get this starting staff on a roll and look and see and see what happens. They are skipping the bullpen start this week, which is great, meaning that they have real starters against the Dodgers this weekend. Um, but the starters this week are giving me a lot, lot of cause for optimism. They had three starts against the Dodgers or against the Tigers this week, where they carried no hitters into the fifth plus. Like that, I don't know. I don't even know if the four aces team did that. So. Ranger was brilliant on Sunday against the, the Nationals. Nola really good on Monday. Allowed the three-run home run, but technically no earn. 12 Ks, tied a career high. Um, Taiwan Walker, his best star of the season. Hopefully he's turning a corner. It was up to 95 in that start, and the splitter off 95 just worked so much better. And then Zach Wheeler tonight. Um, fastball command looked like it was starting to lack late, but through most of the start, had good pop on it, good zip on it, was dealing, and is is just feeling more and more like the Zach Wheeler that we've seen the last couple of years, which is a big, 
big development for this baseball team. 215-592-9494. The Phil sweep. Phil sweep the Tigers. Five straight wins. Five straight wins. And the caliber of opponent does matter. But given how this team has played so far this year, doesn't matter at this point. They had to get rolling. They had to get some get-right series. And they went out and, t- and took care of business. Zach kicks us off tonight on the final out. What's happening, Zach? What's going on, Jack? How's everything going? How's that sweep feel, buddy? That felt awesome. I was just at the game. I was. I just left. I'm on. The, I got a long drive home. But man, I, you you knew when he stepped to the plate on Rocket Night, Clemens is going to finish it off. You just knew it. Well, and there is nothing more classic than he makes the two errors and then and is going to walk it off. <laughs> yeah. and that's that's some baseball there, Zach. That is good old fashioned baseball. There, there's nothing better. And and can we just send a PSA out to? Uh, I know that it was marked as an error and everyone was happy. Yay, that there's no hitters in, in, in play. Can we not cheer the error and just pretend it didn't happen? Can we stop acknowledging that no hitters are happening? Please. Can, we need to stop acknowledging when something amazing is happening and just let it happen. Because Wheeler was on fire. I knew it was, I knew the next hit was going to be a I knew it was going to be a hit. But it doesn't matter. In the end, uh, and we'll, we won't talk about Kimbrel. In the end, everyone came through, and of course, on Rocket Night, Cody Clemens finished it out. I mean, you couldn't you couldn't draw it up any better. You couldn't. Uh, I I agree, Zach. And have a safe trip home, and and appreciate the call. Now, uh, Donovan Chespat, you know we are all about accountability here on the final out. Cody Clemens technically did not have two errors. But at the same time, I mean, Josh Harrison's making the tough play on that. He's got to make a throw across. Cody Clemens got to dig that ball out. I mean, Dan, you're a baseballsman. You are uh, someone who I, I mean, I'm pretty sure you kept a lot of books because there's no way you were like playing in games. Um, wh- How do you think I got into keeping the book to begin with? <laughs> well, I mean, if you were the official scorer there, who's that error on? No, the error goes. You can't give the error to the first baseman when he's trying to scoop one out. Like oh, you can say stop. he should make the play, but the error goes on the on the throw. He was he was going for a backhand and flipping it across the diamond. Are you kidding me? You if it you have a good throw. If you have to give the error to but you, they never give the error to the first baseman when you have to like catch it on no, a bounce that's, like that's that. A, that's a mistake by the official ruler. Cody Clemens has to pick that ball. It's as simple as that. A technicality wise, yeah. Cody Clemens did not have two errors tonight. But frankly, I don't care. That's an error on Cody Clemens, and I'm sticking with my narrative, Dan Wilson, that he had two errors tonight, his dad's in the building, obviously disappointed in the box, and then he goes out and walks him off. That's baseball. Don't ruin my narrative, Dan Wilson. 215-592-9494. We'll keep reacting. If you're on the uh, car ride home, you watch the game from home, we'd love to hear how you feel. Turning a corner or got to see him more against the Dodgers this weekend. That's This is a, a big, big show-me series this weekend, and frankly – now, this makes me nervous. Whenever I get really excited and, like, it can't wait to, to, to sit down in front of the TV at 7.05, most times they let me down. But I feel good how they're playing right now. 215-592-9494. It is the final out. Jack Fritz hanging out with you here on Sports Radio 94 WIP. On the other side, two negatives from tonight that I have to point out. Can't, can't go on any further without talking about that. Um, we'll get to that and more of your phone calls all coming up next. One ball and two strikes on Tyler Nevin. Here's the pitch. Swung on, line to right, base hit. And that's a clean single all the way. Around to third goes Marisnik. And Tyler Nevin breaks up the no-hit bid. 
here in the eighth inning. And let's hear the appreciation for Zach Wheeler. Rob Thompson begins to walk up the top step and out of the dugout. And the infielders coming in, handshakes all around, high fives for uh, pats on the back for Zach Wheeler. There was, yes, a, another former major leaguer's son uh, ruining what could have been a magical moment down at Citizens Bank Park tonight. Yes, Phil Nevin's kid, of course, uh, ruining the no-hit bid there. Regardless, uh, Zach Wheeler is far and away our player of the game. Brought to you by South Jersey Gas. Committed to providing safe, reliable, affordable natural gas. Make the switch at southjerseygas.com slash lovemyhome. And, and it feels like the starters here getting on a bit of a roll. Ranger getting back into, in, into form is big. Nola, I, I'm still not totally convinced he's, he's you know, all the way right. Monday was a good start. Still at the home run late that felt classic. Um, Taiwan... He has a 2.35 ERA in his last four starts. That's a good sign. Still not going to preach that I'm totally sold on him as as like night in night out going to go out and, and get the job done. Zach Wheeler, I feel pretty good about. I just I, I I know the national start happened, but I think he's pitched better than that recently, and, and tonight was a, a good sign for that. So you know, two of the four I feel pretty good about and the other two I, I I still need to see a little bit more from and then the fifth spot, spot I just I mean they signed Drew Hutchinson today as a possible option which like 2015 me is is pumped about but uh he's just never really put it together so it's it's just going to be the fifth spot is going to be a crapshoot until the deadline I I still am advocating for bringing up Griff McGarry and seeing if he can take down that spot and and give them a spark and at least give them four solid innings they seem to want to make sure that they can ramp them all the way back up. I don't know. Um, but either way, Dylan Covey or a bullpen game is not exactly the most inspiring things in the world. But, yes, Zach Wheeler, our player of the game tonight. I'll get back to the phone calls in one second. But um, two things that frustrated me tonight um, is, one, still too much dumb baseball for me. Like, too much not really being – present in the moment and, and not thinking the game well enough in my opinion opinion um you know the 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 bunt that was laid down to, to tie the game up it's fine if you if the, if the run comes home but Stott at that point rather than sprinting into to uh try to maybe feel the ball if it gets over Sir Anthony's head gotta get to first base like like have to be there and, and make sure you at least get one there they're lucky they escaped that inning um, only being 1-1. I, I don't think that is crisp, clean baseball. And the other thing that just – as I, I was sitting here and they were down 2-1 and I was just – I was preparing to to reach level 10 in like freak-out mode is Kimbrel throwing over with Javi Baez at first base. Like, first off, what are you throwing 100 miles an hour over there for? I know you're trying to I, – I, I get it. Javi Baez has five steals in the season. He's not going in that situation. They need him to score. Like, it's just – just just read the situation. Craig, you've been in baseball for a million years. You've you, you 400-plus saves. First off, if you're going to pick off, make sure it's a strike. You don't need to throw a fastball over there to Cody Clemens. Um, and just have a feel. Five steals in the year. 
It's not. We're not. We're not talking about Ricky Henderson. We're not talking about a massive base stealing threat. He's got two steals in June, and it was in, or two steals in the last like month, and it was in one game. So that frustrated me. Situational baseball late, not the most crisp. Which when you're talking about beating the Dodgers, and we talk about getting back into this race, and you talk about you know crisp, solid, fundamental winning baseball, still a little bit off for me. Still a little bit off for me. And not going to crush Stott totally. I, I, I kind of understand where he's coming from because that ball was um, bounced into the air. He is a very instinctual, smart player. I think that was more of a blip on the radar. Craig, I just that just frustrates me. It felt like you're trying to make that like a, a moment in the game because maybe you felt like you didn't have your best stuff, so you're trying to pick a guy off. Like, just, just be a little bit smarter. And obviously, the offense, not great. I mean, back-to-back bullpen games against the Tigers – and they had one run or two runs before the ninth inning where they obviously came back and won the game. And credit to them. You know, they were able to come back, win, grind out on a bat against a pitcher that I think is really good. And Alex Lang had a two five five ERA before that inning. So, um, you know, credit to them for not giving up and obviously coming back. And I do think, like, I know that the, the offense thing is frustrating, but there's definitely a part of me that thinks bullpen games are kind of tougher on hitters in a way because when a starter's in there, you have a whole bunch of tape. You have a whole bunch of tendencies. How do they pitch me or how do they pitch batters a second time through the order, a third time through the order? There's a lot more video. There's a lot more tendencies. And when you go bullpen game, it's kind of just leave it all out there for one inning, and it's hard to get into the rhythm of the game. That's kind of what I think that bullpen games do for pitchers. So I'd almost rather... I'd rather a starter be out there in in some ways. So uh, definitely not going to, like, freak out. But at the same point, two runs before the ninth th- tonight is is just disappointing for how solid they had been performing before that. But hopefully um, just weird, funky bullpen games got to them. 215-592-9494 is how you get in. Jim is in Columbus, Ohio. What's happening, Jim? Hey, what's going on, Jack? What do you I got almost. I almost want to say the B word. I don't. I'm I not going to say it, but I almost want to say it. Yeah, give um, me give me two or three this weekend, Jim. Give me two oh, or three this weekend, and the B word, we're going to be throwing it around like it's nothing. I'm going to throw that word around <laughs> like it's anything and everything. But uh, anyway, I think that this game was the game that we needed in the sense that we, we showed the grit. We came back from tying it. We, we looked like garbage. And we we still rallied together. We came back as a team. We've had the big game on top. We've had the, you know, that uh, little game where it's one nothing. We just win it and you move on. This showed a little bit of grit. It showed a little bit more of a challenge. And it showed that they were able to come through it. Because in the games previous to this, they weren't coming back. Earlier in the season, I was looking at it going, no, it ain't happening. But tonight, I didn't have that. And I I think that's a good... um... That's a, a big step, I think, for this team where it's like – that's how it was last year after June where it was like, ah, I still believe they can come back. They would lose games. Of course they lost games. But you'd have that feeling of like, I don't need to turn it off because they have nothing tonight. You had that feeling heading into the ninth that there was a chance they were going to do something. And I think that's an important development for them. I completely agree. And uh, I just want to finish up on saying I absolutely love High Hopes, man. It's my favorite podcast. I listen to every single thing that you put out there. Thank you very much. Have a great night, man. Really, really appreciate the kind words. Um, Yeah, High Hopes is – 
obviously, if you don't listen to High Hopes, it's it's podcast I do with uh, James Seltzer, who is hosting the morning show tomorrow. So if he's not coming in in like full on, I need when when the opening song hits at six oh one, right, or six o'clock. Actually, I think they start at five fifty seven. Regardless, they do. They start at five fifty seven, which is smart. Um, I need I need Charlie Day Seltzer. Like I need high pitched. 557, a true wake-up call, freaking me out and getting me excited about the fills. That's what I need from my guy James tomorrow uh, as he's hosting the morning show. But, um, yeah, if you're looking for for Phil's talk all the time, uh, definitely check out the iOS podcast. I will say, Dan Wilson, I was very nervous um, with Craig Kimball doing that because I did say earlier in the podcast that uh, watching Craig Kimball recently has reminded me a ton of of 08 Brad Lidge, which really came What are back. you trying to do to him? Well, I know, I know. No, it's not, It's definitely a Donovan Chesspat moment. Oh, wait, I, I, Brad Lidge? Yeah, I mean, but... You can't just throw that around. You don't have that feel watching Craig Kimbrell? No, not exactly. <laughs> That's shocking, Dan. I thought you had a better eye. I thought you had a better eye than that. Eli's in Westchester. What's happening, Eli? Hey, man. On my way back from the game, excellent atmosphere. The stadium wasn't as packed as I've seen it, but everybody got super excited. Uh, for the no-hitter situation, and also like when that ninth inning came around. Uh, it was just an excellent atmosphere. Uh, one thing I do want to say was the offense in the ninth inning, there was a sense of urgency that they had yep. uh, with Bryce Harper stepping up to the plate. He comes out swinging and gets on base after having like 0 for 2 or 0 for 3 in that game. And that just like, that was the leadership moment that I think that they needed tonight because – they almost seem to settle behind Wheeler and say, we'll let him ride it out and we'll see how he does. But as soon as they fell behind, I saw like Harper had a great at bat. Uh, Turner worked an excellent walk. And as soon as that happened, like you could see that they were like, we're going to win this game. And I thought that that was just something that we haven't really seen besides obviously the last two weeks against Washington and Detroit. But this entire season, that's something that we really haven't seen. Yeah, and I think with Bryce, um, you know, Bryce is kind he, – he's interesting because obviously he's the highest paid player. He's the best player. But, you know, I think he's always a, a lead-by-example guy. And when he went out there and hit that double, it's like, all right, now we go. You know, now we go. Our guy's on second base. He's going to, like, kind of will us to a win here. And it's interesting. I feel like Stott has – in every big moment the last couple of years, it always felt like Segura's coming up to walk him off. Yeah. Stott kind of has that feeling now where he's going to put a ball in play and he's going to make a winning play. And just by being able to extend the game there, get Marsh over to, or, or, or get Bryce over to third for Marsh to go do a job, like that, those kind of things are winning kind of baseball. And I agree with you. Just a, a good level of tenacity of like, we're not going to lose this game tonight. Yeah, yeah. I mean, everybody played excellent, and nobody was trying to kill the ball. Brandon Marsh going the other way to to force in that mm-hmm. run was excellent. And obviously the ball is not flying because of the uh, the funky air and the wind was blowing in from center. And I just, I just thought that that was excellent. And they played good fun- fundamental baseball. And, I mean, I'm a big listener of the High Hopes podcast, so I don't want to use the B word. No, not yet. yet. But, but after this weekend – um, I'm excited to see. I'm excited to see what they do. Yeah, I, I appreciate it, Eli. Yeah, we got to use some some restraint. I, I've been wanting to, to throw the B word around flippantly in the past. So you know, 
Um, by the way, Dan Wilson, that's back-to-back nights using the term flippantly. Um, I'm pretty sure I'm using it the correct way, but as you know, use w- big words at wrong times sometimes. Um, but uh, we can't just throw the B word around like it's nothing. So um, I want to make sure it's the correct time to use it. And, yes, beating the Nationals and, or, and Tigers is great, and winning five straight is great. Give me two or three against the Dodgers. Joseph is in Ardmore. What's happening, Joseph? Hey, Jack. How are you? Good to talk to you, my friend. It's been a while. Yes, it's been a while. I was in Europe for three weeks. You got, uh, The Phillies drove me nuts. <laughs> uh, I, bet, I hope they, I hope they weren't the ruining your trip too much. And I know, watching the games like at 3 o'clock in the morning and just getting depressed. <laughs> <laughs> you're a wild but, man. You're, you're over in Europe and you're, you're, you're spending the middle of the night watching the Phillies. That's some dedication. Yes, and uh, yeah, the New Year's show, but I couldn't call. So I said I definitely need to call him when I get back. So I just got back like two nights ago. And uh, it's always good to hear you. I love your show. And uh, I was just excited tonight. It was a nerve-wracking game with lots of stress, but it was good stress at the end. So they came along. I like Brendan Marsh a lot. I think he brings something sometimes inexpected. Well, you guys have similar hair and and beards, right? (laughs) And uh, I used to, maybe. (laughs) Back in the day. Yes. So, uh, yeah, I just want to say... uh, you know, it's um, it's good to hear you, and uh, I, I've been listening to you a lot. Sometimes I couldn't wait uh, because of work, but I'm glad I get to talk to you tonight and uh, listen to you, and uh, and let's go Philly. That's right. I appreciate you, Joseph. Yes, uh, Joseph is a, uh, a, a French man that owns a great bakery in Ardmore. If you're over there, uh, Delice and Chocolat right on uh, the main strip of Ardmore and uh, just loves WI. Like, found out about Philadelphia sports by listening to Howard Eskin, which is an interesting choice. Um, you know, Howard educating people on Philadelphia sports is definitely something that I didn't anticipate. But, um, yeah, it's it's a cool story. So, um, if you're in that area and want to check it out, his his stuff is just Delicious. 215-592-9494 is how you get in. One more segment before handing things off to Tom Kelly. We will look ahead to tomorrow um, and this weekend against the Dodgers. A massive, massive show-me series. It's Jack Fritz here on the final out. Welcome back. Back. It is the final out. Sponsored by Regency Furniture. Affordable. Never looks so good. Phil's win. A big old comeback win. I know it's the Tigers. No, it's the Nationals. But those kind of wins matter. It's how they got back into the race last year. And obviously, we'd rather have a win than a loss. I don't think that's like breaking news. But I just think that being able to come back, being able to fight back, showing some grit, and and just convincing yourself that you're never out of a game, that kind of stuff matters. And you know, there was a caller earlier that brought up, you know, I, we haven't had that feeling with the team this year that they had that kind of ability. And he's right. Like early in the season when they go down, I had no confidence in them coming back. I just didn't feel it. But even when they went down tonight, I was like, I'd be surprised if they lost this game. Um, and and that's a good spot to be in, in that you're not giving up on the team. And I just I can't wait for this weekend, which is a I feel like I every time I get my expectations up and I'm like, oh, this is the weekend that they 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 
get right and, and summer's not canceled and uh, they can truly go on a run, that's when they, they break me and they just leave me feeling, uh, you know, hurt again. But I just this, – this is starting to feel closer to being right. Not using the B word, but it's closer to being right. The staff, I think, is rounding into form. I'm not totally – down on the offense because I do think that bullpen games are, are tough to, to, to prepare for. Um, and and the bullpen's just been really good. Alvarado's going to be av- uh, activated tomorrow, so he's back. Kimbrell, tonight wasn't great. Threw a ton of pitches. Would assume he's not good for tomorrow. I, I mean, I'd be shocked, frankly, if he pitched tomorrow after 30-plus pitches. Um, but, you know how well he's thrown, Sir Anthony's thrown, Alvarado now back, Soto I, I, I think is more good than bad, Strom now fully into the bullpen role, even when he opens, it's really for two innings. So they they just have a bunch of pieces here that that are, are I think, starting to come together. And that's why this weekend is, is so big, because it really can kind of jumpstart the city again. Um, I know the crowds have been good, which is a good sign, but it, it's felt like baseball talk has been a little bit um, down after what has kind of happened here uh, the last couple of weeks. So going out, taking two or three against the Dodgers is a good way to, to get people back in and, and believing in another uh, Red October and all that good stuff. So tomorrow night, um, Michael Grove versus Ranger Suarez. Ranger pitched, has pitched really well his last two starts. That is Big, 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 important stuff. Michael Grove has an ERA over eight. Not going deep into games. Um, you know, five innings is, is pretty much what he is at this point at, at best. Uh, four earned in in five innings in his last start. I think the ADRA is a little bit exaggerated because they pretty much in a start earlier in the year just let him eat innings and he allowed eight earned. So, um, you know, he, he was one of their bigger prospects, not their top prospect, not their top pitching prospect, which is Bobby Miller, who goes on Saturday, who's just been downright filthy, ERA in the ones. So um, you have Ranger versus Michael Grove tomorrow, uh, Bobby Miller versus Aaron Nola on Saturday, and then the Dodgers have not announced the starter for Sunday, but Taiwan Walker will be on the mound for the Phillies. Um, given, <laughs> I, I know this is like a bit of a defeatist attitude, but I'm just saying, feels like they win tomorrow, lose the NOLA start when people are getting all excited again, and then hopefully win the Taiwan Walker start on Sunday. But uh, NOLA, obviously, if he goes out and, and goes shove City, that would be uh, much, much, much appreciated. 215-592-9494. Take some final phone calls before handing things off to Tom Kelly. Fran is in Maniunk. What's happening, Franny? Hey, how are you tonight? What's going on, man? I uh, just on my way home from the game, and I, to me, my my theory on when the season changed was that Washington game on Friday, being down six nothing, seven one, and then they battled all the way back to tie the game, yeah. which they inevitably lost. But that was the first game all season where they displayed any type of heart, and I felt like that was the first game where they showed any type of resiliency to battle back and. You know, obviously won the next two in Washington, swept Detroit. Great pitching the last three games. And it just felt like that Washington game was the first time where it was like, wow, we we can do it. We have the heart and something we haven't seen from this team all season. April, May, they would go down 2 nothing, and you would think it was over. They exactly. couldn't come back. 
Yeah, no, it's it's important, it's and and the, that's what made Friday frustrating for me is because I I did I felt the same way too, Fran, and I just thought that Rob Thompson made such a mistake putting Connor Brogdon into that game rather than Sir Anthony in a, in a tie game where you do battle your way back into that game and, and give your team the best chance to win that one and steal a game on the road. So, um, like looking back, I was pretty down and disappointed because. You just got swept by the Mets, and then you do that. It's like, are you guys serious? Yeah. Um, so, obviously, looking back, given they've won five straight, the offense being able to come back and, and put them back into that game is now, you're right, could be one of the turnarounds of the season. Yeah, and, it's just, and, and a big surprise for me because I wasn't a big fan of him, but Cody Clemens has came on lately, and he's really surprised me, impressed me, and he's turned me into a fan of him. I'm, the way he plays, and he always seems to get like that clutch little hit for you here and there and he just really turned it around for me I wasn't he was just kind of like the throw in in the Soto deal but Mm -hmm. I've actually been impressed with Clemens a lot yeah me too I was with I was in the same boat as you you know I I thought he was just kind of a guy uh and he does give off winter vibes which I think they needed um they needed someone that that could do that off the bench it's going to be interesting what happens when Derek Hall comes back because Cody Clemens can pretty much only play first base um, and obviously he's a lefty bat. Derek Hall, also a lefty bat. that can only play first base. Uh, it would be nice if we could DH one of these guys, but Schwarber has to play left every day until uh, I guess Bryce can eventually play third base or first base. So we'll see. You know, Drew Ellis has not played the last couple of games. I'd be shocked if they sent down Cody Clemens, but having Hall and Clemens on the same team is, is kind of redundant at this point. So we'll see. Either way, massive, massive weekend uh, against the Dodgers. Um, coming up, which I, I, I can't wait for. It's a show-me series, and just get everyone back on board. Would love a sweep, would die for two or three, would be beyond happy, and and just get the, the good times kind of rolling and um, let it be one of those series that we look back on and be like, okay, bang, the 2023 Phillies officially have arrived. Can't wait. Uh, I will be leading you into the game, and I will be with you for final out. Tomorrow night, um, Ranger Suarez versus Michael Grove. Should be a big weekend down at the ballpark. Uh, crowds, I expect, to be fantastic. So um, hopefully they go out and take care of business. Dan Wilson produced the final out tonight. Tom Kelly's got you coming up next. He'll take you through the rest of the night here on Sports Radio 94 WIP.